and welcome to This Week in Lies, the show that changes the host, because I'm better than Ben. Uh, I'm Adam, joining me this week is uh, Mr David Fisher. Hello. And former host, who's now in exile, Mr Ben Farnworth. I wouldn't call it exile, but yeah. Uh, I'm 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 giving you the reins for one show, see how you perform. I've already mucked up because I haven't done an introduction to the show, but you don't need one, the show introduces itself. Uh, starting off this week uh, with you, Mr. Davis Fisher. Are we? We are. You're rubbish at this. Read the first story, David. <laughs> we did not agree to this beforehand, Adam. <laughs> this is the greatest show on earth. <laughs> the presenting gig has gone well so far. This actually. reminds me of the last abortion show. The sure, show that will never go to air. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Edward Snowden. An interesting man. A man in definitely in exile alongside Ben. Have you met him on your travels, Ben? No, I'm in a different wing of the airport waiting for a flight, but I technically (laughs) haven't landed on Russian soil yet, so... Okay. So I'm neither here nor there. How are we speaking to you at the moment? Virus seance. Virus seance. I'm in a Kremlin dungeon somewhere. (laughs) Okay, so Edward Snowden was revealed as the Guardian and Washington Post's source of information pertaining to a huge network of surveillance by the National Security Agency in America. Snowden revealed the existence of the PRISM surveillance system, as well as the NSA using the data from many major companies to collect data. Snowden has since fled the US, firstly to Hong Kong, then to Russia, and now looks likely to head to South America to avoid extradition to and a trial in America. Is that what you hope to avoid, Ben? Um, Yes, I'm going to hopefully flee to Madagascar at some point what if char- they don't close the ports. What charges are you actually up against? Uh, I, I can't go into those. <laughs> okay. It's Genocide. Definitely, it's not as bad as it sounds. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Why is your lawyer showing Don't look at head? me like that. How can you see the lawyer? This is virus seance, Adam. <laughs> I've got um, seance Skype. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> The first of the leaks came out on Wednesday night when The Guardian reported its US secret court, court had ordered phone company Verizon, not Horizon, that would be you know a science program and that wouldn't be very useful to anyone, to hand over to the National Security Agency millions of records on television call, television call, telephone calls, metadata, which sounds quite intimidating. Metadata, like data within data. Yeah. It's not as good as Meta World Peace, though. No, it's not. No. He, yeah. Metadata has not punched anyone in the face and or elbowed someone and said they were celebrating at any it, point. It sounds like sort of data where Wittgenstein is standing in the corner <laughs> going, hmm, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> very interesting. Going, hmm, yes, but what is the data? What is data? Well, that's the host. I'm going to ask you the question now. <clears throat> what do we think of Edward Snowden, gentlemen? I think he's a good man. Yeah, so do I, actually. Can I, can I just remind you all of a quote he said in 2009 about people who leak? Oh, they God. should all be st- stabbed. Or they should all be taken outside and shot in the bollocks. Is that what he said? It's a genuine yeah. quote from the man. Well, he seems to have changed his way somewhat <laughs> since then. <laughs> maybe he's a guy looking for a free sex change operation or something. He's just like, <laughs> maybe the quickest way to do this is to leak. <laughs> ah. I could do the, you know, safe and... 
uh, operation done by trained people, or oh. somebody could just shoot them off. Yeah, yeah. If, if he did, if he did have them shot off, he would be leaking in a very different yeah. way. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes, I'm so, actually in, in support of the guy. Um, I think it's hard not to be really. I mean, yeah, what he yeah. has revealed is something which is quite worrying and makes the US look like massive hypocrites, really. Yeah, but yeah, now they him. can't find him. So they've gone from being the country that spies on everyone and knows where everyone is and what they're doing <laughs> to having no idea where he actually is. Yeah, it's kind is. of ironic yeah. that he's posting, he's like leaked all this information about how America have got super advanced surveillance systems and he's like sat in an airport and they can't find him. Yeah. They know that he's in this airport, but they can't. It's like Tom Hanks in the terminal. He's just, actually, just actually, I actually know where he is. I can reveal where Edward Snowden is. He is in the child pen area. And he has taken the jungle gym for himself. <laughs> um, he's now got a out of order sign in front of it. And he lives inside it. And he lives inside it. And he's building up his fortress. How does he get supplies? He doesn't need supplies. Have you seen the man? Have you seen him? Supplies come to him. They just come on the little baggage handler trucks. <laughs> he's got like a little fleet of people working for him in the airport. Yeah. WikiLeaks had basically supported him. Well, it didn't um, was it Venezuela who said that they'd give him? Uh, yeah, they are cons- and Ecuador as well. Something. As the host, I'm going to keep this legally accurate. They are considering a, a political asylum request yeah. from Mr. Edward Snowden mm-hmm. to uh, stay in Ecuadorian territory. Yeah, and Ecuador are also willing to give up uh, trade agreements with the US to house him as well. Because it's they, a bit of a big risk. They care about human rights. <laughs> Human rights. Oh, fantastic. Seriously, though. Doesn't... I don't... I really don't understand. Like I said, it's one of those things where um, they'll probably find him at some point and he'll go back to the US and he'll be in jail for like 30 years and everyone will forget about him. He's a a high school dropout, though. That's all you need to know. That's all Fox News have been going on about all week. Character assassination, basically. Just ignoring completely the actual information which yeah, has come prison, out, which yeah. is incredibly worrying. What about really? prison, then? So, and that was basically a plan to just survey everyone's phone calls, emails, text messages, uh, Facebook, like social media Skype, kind of everything. stuff. To, to quote Haig, William Haig, when he was asked if Britain are doing a similar programme, he said that the UK's current um, <coughs> surveillance idea is based around us. if you haven't got anything to hide, then you needn't worry. Mm. And that uh, his actual quote from his press conference, and I kid you not, you can check this yourself, is to the letter, the, when translated, the exact wording from Goebbels. Yeah. To the letter, the yeah. exact wording. The best one that I've seen is a response to that on a lot of meme pages, which was, uh, if we've got, if we shouldn't have, if we don't have anything to hide, you know, we're not doing anything wrong, so we've not got anything to hide. Why doesn't the government declassify all its papers? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god, this is amazing! And then it's just followed by a lot of people who are from 4chan who are just like, oh, anonymous, we must... And it's like, no, it's it's not the same thing. Take off the guy from Yeah, the there past. are some things that do need to be secret, but I don't really know what America are going to find out by like reading Shaniqua's Facebook messages from the Bronx. What is she going to give to national security that... Well, if they've been reading the while. two people from Boston's Facebook walls, apparently they would, they would have definitely been on too. Really? Apparently they were sending each other fairly in-depth messages about what they were thinking of doing. Surely that would flag itself anyway in, in a normal, in what you wouldn't term as a 
massively invasive surveillance. Yeah, but this like is like how if you're on the phone here in England and you say like jihad and terrorism and public place or something, and you flag up all these little words and it automatically records your phone call. Uh, that's always happened. I that's don't happened know, for a long time. but they were definitely having a conversation about what they were thinking of doing. So. All I'm saying, Facebook, is you need to review your terms and conditions. And if you haven't, then you need to read the terms and conditions. Because it's... I'm not going to swear. I nearly did. <laughs> good hosting, Adam. Yes, very good. Now we're going to go to some news a little bit closer to home. Um, the spending review by Jeffrey Osborne. Over to you, Benjamin. What song did he sing again? Any, do, you, do we know how it just hits? No. Or also known as yet another segment that will leave us depressed, <laughs> as it's written in the script, <laughs> which is more than likely true. Yes, of course, it was the Spending Review, which is um, George Osborne's, you know, Jeffrey. biannual, Jeffrey annual, Jeffrey Osborne's bi or triannual account of trying to, I think it's the next year after the Parliament ends, isn't it, or the final, the final year of Parliament. And basically he's outlining the round of cuts, there's not going to be spend. There's just going to be cut. Um, as he, little bits of spend. Very it's small from, slivers. On the, uh, on the grand scheme of things, is there an increase in spending? No. no. Okay. Sorry, gentlemen. The lawyer has just told me we can't call them cuts. They're called austerity budget savings. Okay. Thank you. Negative increases. <laughs> <laughs> we're negatively increasing all of the budgets. We're, we're the biggest negative increases in the market. Anyway. So the, the next round of cuts, which is coming in 2015, is going to be about um, to the value of £9.5 billion. Pounds. Um, the biggest thing to come out of these new measures is the unexpected announcement of further adjustments to the welfare system. Now, you'll famously remember that George, uh, or Jeffrey Osborne, um, two years ago, I think when they started the austerity package, said no more was needed from the British taxpayer, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. There was no more to be taken. They but we've already contributed enough. Was you know, and everyone felt warm and fuzzy inside. We're all in this together. Yeah, um, getting shafted. Yeah, but actually, um, there are going to be more changes, and we are going to be asked for more money out of everything. Can't believe it just changes tune like no, that. No, it's almost as if. Why would you say anything? You don't contribute anything. <laughs> I've contributed somewhere around ninety pounds. <laughs> I'm not happy you now. <laughs> Stakeholder society. <laughs> Fish has one share in UK PLC. <laughs> so, um, a summary of the measures. We did this last time when we talked about the budget, and we'll do the similar sort of thing now with the, the new cuts that are coming in 2015. So, in terms of um, paying jobs, there's a 1% freeze on public sector pay rises, so pay will only increase by 1%. So, in real terms, the government's favourite um, word either way, um, that'll be bit of a loss continued basic freeze or reduction in pay in real terms you're getting shafted essentially if you work in the public sector you're going to be uh, your earnings are going to increase at a slower rate than inflation which means obviously if it's about two percent you're losing about one percent of your income every year and um, something i actually agreed with and i didn't think i would agree with anything but was automatic progression pay to be ended in things like civil service schools hospitals prisons and the police uh, but not the armed forces because the, the tories have got a massive uh, Patriotism, vote yeah, basically. fetish with keep making sure that the armed forces vote for them. Yeah, but there is also the fact that the longer you stay alive in the armed forces, you probably should be paid. In sorry, sorry, we're not giving you the right equipment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't have body armor, but when you get back home, you can have an extra five pound a week. Um, 
the automatic pay progression. So that essentially was that um, if you, you know, just by account of being there long enough, not even if you were doing a good job. So you could be a really awful civil servant, but still be getting a three to four percent pay rise every year. And I bet there's plenty of those. I I know a certain department in a certain hospital, which uh, a relative of mine works at, which would most definitely be true. Which will which will remain unnamed for. Uh, presume as the, as the host. I mean, you can name them as the host. I'm, I'm not going to name them in fear of what said relative would do if I did name it. Yeah. So Your lawyer's looking at us again and shaking yeah. his head. <laughs> that seance Skype webcam is really coming in handy. Yeah. Boris, no. Coming to a market yeah, yeah, near you. Yeah. There's going to be a new cap on elements of welfare spending from April 2015. Not really, though. Probably not, no, because they might be in government. No, <laughs> well, yeah. The thing is, though, Labour are actually going to have to commit to most of these. Ed Balls said roughly about the same. Um, and uh, what was it? I think he was on the radio, and people kept saying, "From Ed Balls to New Balls, Wimbledon." And it's like, oh god, and it's just like the reduction in credibility of Ed Balls because he's now being compared to the New Balls at Wimbledon. He he was children's minister. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. I know. I remember. Um, the welfare spending cap is going to be a cap to be set in cash terms every four years, so it's not going to be percentage, percentile, or average, or an accelerator, or a triple lock, or anything like that. It's literally going to be, this is how much money you're going to get maximum in cash. Which could work either way, really. Well, yeah, but if you're cynical, you know that actually it's, that's going to be a general reduction at the end of the time. At the end of the year, families are going to be getting less because we know that that real wages aren't increasing. So um, that cap is going to be including inclusive of housing benefits, tax credits, disability living allowance, or the DLA, um, but the state pension is going to be excluded. So again, we know why, because the biggest conservative demographic are old people and dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you going to be voting conservative now? Then? No, no, you did. No. Okay. No, I'm not that. I'm glad you kept your principles. Yeah, in yeah, death. I am principled, yeah. Um, pensioners living in certain EU countries um, will lose the winter fuel allowance under a new like, temperature test or kind of like a tester. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that anyone gets a winter fuel allowance. It should just be means tested. There's absolutely no reason why you need a universal winter fuel allowance. We could just pay it to people who actually live in this country. Yeah, it's archaic. It's absolutely archaic that we just say, you're now over a certain age, you get this amount of money, even if you're a millionaire. And I think that about state pensions as well, though. It should just be, it all should be means tested. But the problem is that no party will ever put that into power. Uh, This policy or a similar version of it has actually been coming around for the last 10 years. Yeah. And it never gets put in place. It's because at the end of the day, the biggest demographic of voters that people can actually, a lot of the swing voters and then you've got a lot of your old old miners, old manual labour workers who will vote for labour. You've got your old middle classes who are about Tories, and you've got the swing voters as well. There's a massive demographic, and as we know, ageing population. So no one's going to deliberately outdo or, you know, put out those people. I don't want my benefits going to immigrants. No! No, of course. <laughs> that was a picture into the, the Tory headquarters there. <laughs> um, some of the budget cuts. So uh, the work and pensions resource budget, so this whole area, is being cut by 9.5%. Because there's no one unemployed, so it's fine. Yeah. No, it's uh, not like going up at all. No, it, no, no, not at all. And now there's going to be a seven-day wait before a job seeker can claim benefits, which is up from three. three yeah. uh, it's technically 
not going to be seven either when it's been worked out of how long it takes for the forms to go through and for the payments to go through it will actually be more like 23 days so people who are also on universal benefits i.e are in desperate need of them to pay for housing or yeah. to pay for food we'll have another 23 days to wait for benefits and but I think, to be fair yeah. I mean people have got it quite good 23 days scavenging in a bin for stuff I yeah, mean yeah. you can do that can't anyone, you can, anyone can do that yeah can the worry is like um, and again Ed Balls was saying this was that it could end up being a blank check for payday loan companies that which is true yeah and they scumbags basically yeah essentially at the end of the day and, and the government keeps going on about pay and they've just been um, recommended to the competition commission they're going through the all the FSA and everything for how bad and how wrong their practices are in terms of yeah we'll give you seventeen. There was a there was a, uh, an MP on the radio who one of their constituents took out seventeen payday loans in one day, and because there's no national database of people on short term loans, they were all approved and the guys bankrupt. And it's like there's things like that makes you think this is probably a bad idea. It would also be quite bad if, I don't know, let's say 14 Conservative MPs were working as consultants for mm. um, payday loan people. That yeah. would be quite bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you know why it's not actually that bad? Because it's 13? No, it's actually 16. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> it's not that bad because more Tories have a job. Yeah. They just yeah. can't stop baiting the poor, even like in their spare time. It's just like, <laughs> what can we do to make their lives even worse? I'm going to take an unpaid consultative role with a payday loans company. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, I need the toilet. Sorry, I'm just going to drive to a poorer part of town and just wee on people's front doors. <laughs> or oh. Scotland, as it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that I'm semi in agreement of is that, um, say, well, particularly foreign claimants probably will have to attend language schools, although no, noting the quality of some language that comes out of British schools for British people. There'll be plenty of British people in those schools as well. All the benefits will be cut. And that is essentially in a, in a move to get people who don't speak English into the English job speaking. Yeah, it's also yeah. quite bad for part of the citizenship test is that it's in English, so you have to be able to speak English to do it. Yeah. So there are some people who have poor levels of English, but they can all speak basic English. Mm. Apart from if you read the Daily Mail, then there's loads of black people who can't actually speak English yeah. and want to come over here and take our jobs and compose their culture and religion on us. Um, people who come over here do want to learn the language because yeah. it'll help them get a job they need to send money back home usually yeah uh, i can't imagine how many immigrants do come over here and just say oh, i'm not i'm not going to learn the native language and get a job and they so won't say that, that would they mm? they say it in their own language <laughs> <laughs> screw you <laughs> so go back work out what that sentence is in polish <laughs> get onto google yeah. translate get onto google translate write that in polish and then say it and then we'll understand what the, your point the thing is though is that these things that people you know, they, they do need to lean the English language to come over here. Like, if you're oh, gonna, that was <laughs> If you're going to come over to this country and work, then you, do you need, need to, to lean, you need to lean the, the language. This is the Conservative yeah. MP you put on Twitter. These people need to lean English. Yeah, I'm in, math, I'm in general support of language schools. People do need to lean the language. And it's like, sir, you get a slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> because at no point did anyone, like another secretary or his assistant or anyone, check that tweet. They just went, yep, tweet. And then he just got favourited and retweeted so many times that you just can't get rid of it now. She's like, get wrecked, bruh. <laughs> yeah, people do need to lean it, and it you know. But um, overall, I would say this policy is a bit more showboating than anything. That is, it is showboating. And that's exactly what a lot of political commentators would say, is that 90% of the stuff that comes out of this doesn't actually make it in. in, in and it's basically just a, like a rallying call, an yeah. early election rallying call, and basically say to Ed Miliband, what are you going to do? 
can I also just add that they will have to attend language schools uh, when adult where? education has been cut. Yeah, where? Yeah. So by thirty percent, I think. Where's the actual money coming for these language schools? Well, all these immigrants come here and they've already stolen other people's jobs and they're all multi-millionaires. And they all claim benefits. That, to me, smacks of a policy that will never exist. Because they might as well have just gone, no one likes brown people or foreign people. (laughs) That would be a more just honest view of what their policy actually is. Well, it's just, like I said, it's rhetoric. A, where are these language school is going to be held and then B you've got to, you've got to then have the logistics and the bureaucracy to get all the people that need to do it and then give them a certificate or give them teaching and then do a school and then do a test and all these things that will this will never happen that is just categorically never going to happen I'll put my hat on that it we also, will not have compulsory language schools for benefit it does also claimants. say claimants will have to attend language schools are we, are we counting British people yeah because Honest to God, like you mentioned, the uh, benchmark I think is you've got to speak as well as a nine-year-old. Right. So, well, that's ninety percent of the population. Like, are going to be in a, a nine-year-old in what part of the country? Though? Because <laughs> that's... like some of the schools I've been in, and you hear like thirteen-year-old speaking, and just like, do you even know what words have just come out of your mouth? <laughs> the inan- pure inanity. Well, and is that in- is that including profanities as well? I don't know. I'm guessing there is an average sort of. When you're nine years old, you're supposed to be able to speak and write this well. But what that is... We're just going to have a load of people who are learning English, learning how to say the F word, the C word. And then, yeah, and, and that's it. And then just be let out into the <laughs> job market. Yeah. Oh, I know you know enough language, yeah. but work in McDonald's. Yeah. Well, well, that's never... that. Don't worry about it, because that'll never happen. Anyway, next time is local government. 10% cut in resource budget. Um, that being said, there's going to be three billion from somewhere of capital spending on new houses. Oh, this never. Happens. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sorry, in Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club building a new stadium and building new houses will have done will have put more money into housing in Liverpool than the government in the last three years. Yeah, yeah. and that is a Premier League football club who are like the most morally bankrupt people yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah, well. So, new houses, nah. Yeah. nah. Um, there's going to be 200 million extra for Troubled Families Initiative, which is a drop in an ocean. 200 million pounds is an absolute drop in an ocean. You're going to get no value out of that, and that'll be wasted on council estates. What, Jimmy? Issue. You've yeah. got a pastoral issue. You're being bullied at school. Well, there's 20 pounds. Yeah. Go sort it out yourself. Yeah. Don't buy a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you know don't, don't buy a knife. You know what to sort this problem out? Taking a gun to school. <laughs> The American way, Don't it? take a gun to school. <laughs> Our lawyer is having a heart attack yeah. here. <laughs> um, council tax bills in England frozen from 2014 to 2015 and 2015 to 2016. That's, that's another Tory policy. Yeah, well, I mean, that won't be reversed because no one will take a council tax rise after that, so that'll stay. Um, Defence, the resource budget has been frozen, so there's going to be no cut. Um, so, you know, there was obviously some... How, how much harsh negotiations? Uh, twenty-four billion pound. And uh, does it really need to be twenty-four billion pounds? No. Well, well, once we pull out of certain countries, probably not. When um, we stop getting involved in things, we shouldn't, and we stop paying to maintain a weapon that will only be used when the world has already ended. Then I'm so happy that we care more about missiles than we do actually about poor people. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows that this country has its priorities the correct way around. It's the world in general. Everyone does. Do Alright, one second. World, okay, you're listening. Sit down. 
Risk is not real life. <laughs> okay? Sort it out. But I've been playing DEFCON on my computer and everyone has nuclear weapons. We need them too. Still the Cold War, boys. What if Russia nukes us? Well, if Russia nukes us, we're already dead. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, you just got to say, well... Just don't make anybody angry. Yeah, it's just be nice. Yeah, but then we spy on people when they don't, when we're not meant to be spying on them as well. So, good one, GCHQ. Woo! There's a moving rock in here. <laughs> <laughs> so the defense budget's been frozen. Uh, there's going to be a one percent real terms increase in military equipment budget. Wow! Right. At least Finally, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. At least. Finally, three soldiers will get body armor or something. <laughs> Actually, um, I've read the leaked uh, notes of what that increase in military equipment is. They're actually going to be giving 100,000 troops uh, skateboard knee protectors. <laughs> okay. It's useful because you don't want them to skin their knees or something oh, good. in battle. The last thing you want to think about as you skin your knees along the battlefield is shoot. Ow. Rather than, did I just get shot? Oh no, but my knees are okay. Don't <laughs> that, that would leave scars that would just never hit. <laughs> yeah. I did see also on the notes that uh, they're going to give them a rattle as well to distract the enemies from the side. <laughs> a <laughs> pair of shiny keys. Like, Look at the keys! <laughs> we're going to be investing a billion pounds in a pair of shiny keys and we're going gonna, gonna to, it'll be a giant pair of shiny keys. It'll come from space and we'll just shake it over the Middle East and hopefully everyone will stop arguing. That's probably a better policy than the that's my, that's my, my policy from now on is get a giant pair of keys and go, look at the shiny, shiny. Ben Farnworth for 2016. I am in full support of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and some civilians are going to lose their job, but no one cares. Yeah. No reduction in the armed forces personnel, which is, you know, the, the important bit is that we have enough people to... Shot people to, in other countries. We've got enough people to withdraw from countries in the next couple of days. And they keep taking people on. You always see them going, like, the army are recruiting now. In my head, especially when I go through that boot advert, when it shows like what the boots get up to, I'm always wondering when the IED is going to come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where, <laughs> sorry, I missed the bit where we got killed because we didn't have adequate equipment. Where has that been in the advert? Uh, well... We, uh, and we so also, the army back. is recruiting, and it's always the territorial army. <laughs> it's like, you'll be in the reserves, that's it. In which case, the Germans start up again. Yeah, just in case. And the next story is the protests in Brazil. Um, they've broken out this week, stemming from many people's frustrations with what they see as widespread corruption, which is strange in a South American country, uh, and a lack of funding... Uh, heading towards education and welfare. That seems remarkably familiar. I know. From the, the last section of the show. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um, it's also with the amount of money wasted, in their opinion, on the FIFA World Cup and how FIFA have basically told them to change some of their laws. <laughs> yeah. um, the Confederations Cup, a warm-up tournament for the World Cup, uh, it seems to have mobilised many to take to the streets and protest, with the amount being spent hosting these tournaments also causing frustration. Um, the protesters have already had some influence with controversial constitutional amendments uh, that would have limited the powers to investigate state corruption dropped and President Dilma Rousseff addressing the nation to propose reforms that would help the poorest in Brazil. Just let that one sink in for a second. Um, the poorest in Brazil is like 90% of them, though, isn't it, really? Uh, yeah. 
shanty uh, towns aren't yeah, included. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why the protests are getting quite violent, Ben, because, yeah. you know, there are quite a lot of people who are really annoyed. I don't think, apparently they don't see the World Cup in itself as, like, the bad thing, because obviously Brazil love football more than almost anybody. But I they think it's... football more than food or shelter. I, I don't care that I live on the street as long as the World Cup is here. They can do 150 keepy-uppies, but they don't have any vitamin C. Exactly. It's true. But I don't think they see it as necessarily a bad thing, but if you're going to spend so much money on what is basically just a football tournament... A corporate whorehouse. Yeah. Yeah. That you're not spending it on society, then that's ridiculous, and you should make some form funds available for, you know, education, welfare, you know, human things, really. <laughs> but, gentlemen, um, FIFA, headed by uh, Joseph Blatter, or Seth Blatter on the weekends, uh, they have come out with a statement of their opinion of what's gone on in Brazil. And I think we can all agree that they've done the right thing with what they've said. All right. What would that be? Uh, they've announced the official champagne for the FIFA World Cup in uh, Brazil. Right. Uh, it's an important you know, tactical sponsorship for FIFA. So, you know, they, they have listened to people's concerns and they have... Oh, wait a minute, they didn't want to know about champagne. Well, that's just, that's just rude from the protesters not to want to know about the champagne, really, isn't it? FIFA come out there to that ridiculous... It's a long way away. And it's hot. It's not particularly fair. And also, just being quite rude, trying to stop corruption. FIFA are in the country. <laughs> you can't stop corruption. It's what FIFA's based upon. <laughs> it's in the constitution, probably. We have to be corrupt and blackmail all referees so that they don't give uh, England penalties in key tournaments. What? Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? Uh, but there has also been uh, protests elsewhere. Turkey, which is also a long, long way away, have also had their own demonstrations. Um, they were sparked by outrage at a brutal eviction of a sitting at Istanbul's Taskim Gizi Park. Uh, these people were just protesting about the park's demolition. Um, subsequently, supporting protests and strikes took place across Turkey, protesting a wide range of concerns, at the core of which were issues of freedom of the press, freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, and the government's encroachment on Turkey's secularism. Now, gentlemen, if you've been following what the Turkish leader has been saying, apparently this is all Islamic fundamentalists being up against these damn secularists who want to destroy Turkey. Ben has collapsed into a state and rubbing his face. Are you Roy Hodgson? Yeah, that's pretty much what this story is. Um, the Roy Hodgson face rub. I felt around the world. These these two stories are literally just sucking the life out of me. If you haven't got the full facts of them, I very much recommend you go don't, and read about don't, them. Don't, don't, because you then, just want to hang yourself. It's population control. <laughs> If you're in China, do it, because uh, you've got too many people. Why? Yeah. Uh, maybe we could have a debate about whether <laughs> protest in, say, this country would be useful in some way. Do you reckon people are really, in sort of a globalised age, more, more and more aware of what is being done against them with so no. much information out there? No. Does British protests start off as protests then become riots and burn London for four days? Or a British protester just to go in, that's not very good. 
Oh, let's have a cup. Well, of I won't buy their coffee anymore. And then they go, we're going to pay £2 million for corporation tax. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Double so. macchiato, please. <laughs> That's our our protest. The other thing is, this country could never unite around issues because everyone hates each other that yeah, much. That true. Yeah. Could you imagine Liverpool and Manchester both marching on London on the same cause? Could you imagine the North and the South agreeing on anything? That is fair. Could what you about... imagine Scotland being sober? You've kicked Scotland quite a lot. <laughs> what are they going to do? You leave. You what are they going to call? Leer, leer over and try and swing for us and miss. Because yeah. they're that, that hammered. You two bash the Tories and then just kick Scotland like Thatcher would. <laughs> hey, disappointing. Hey, my idol. hey, the Empire is still alive. <laughs> is it? The English Empire. There's a Canadian coming to run the Bank of England fish. What do you think about that? The Canadian hosting this show, in your opinion. You cannock. <laughs> do we do we want to have a debate about protests because protests are generally good unless they're for the wrong reasons, as in like then they're bad. <laughs> a Nazi protest about how their rights aren't being respected—that's dumb. But you know, in general, like I would like basic human freedoms. I don't think you disagree with that. Well, to turn this round on you slightly, Ben, um, a Christian in America said that. They were being bullied by atheists who yeah. wouldn't respect their opinion of being against gays. Yeah. What, what's your opinion on their protest about being told that they can't be bigots? It depends on if they're being bigoted for a bigoted reason or from a misguided failure of something else, as but in a belief the, in something that they... The, the thing is, the problem is, is that the, a belief in God can't be corroborated by any known sources, so you can't actually say that they're bigoted because of a lack of oh, no, they, they just they, they just wanted they just said they didn't like gays because they were gay there's yeah, also there's also normally the they're doing it because old testament said it's bad or whatever he brought up the fact that the amount of um straight people who've been beaten up by gays what's that like one uh, it's actually none that have been registered but he claimed that there's been plenty but the police are a part of a conspiracy to hide gay crime someone getting glitter bombed or something <laughs> <laughs> that's so stereotypical Shit. Yeah. <laughs> there has been sort of a spate recently of people going, I should have the freedom to deny somebody else's freedom, basically. Yeah. It's like, my bigotry should be protected. Yeah. And it, it, a lot of it is coming from America, unsurprisingly. My bigotry but, was here first. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel more and more like people are in, more entitled to force their opinions on somebody else for, you know, things are being taken to their logical extremes. And you should just have it that no one has, no one's rights trumped anyone's, apart from like criminals or people who have transcended in terrible ways, and then you take their freedom away from that's like the only time really. But it's like the harm principle, isn't it? Well, we're ultimately all fans of the harm principle, which is saying like you should be allowed to kind of do what you want as long as you don't hurt anyone. So to turn this around on you, again. two gentlemen, again, so now, now you are doing, you are doing what I prefer to call the coalition. The 360, which is right, have a policy in the same direction, and as the coalition just sort of no, they, they have a policy, they have a U turn, they go down a little bit. Minimum drinks unit prices, time. wait, penny off the pint, <laughs> yay, coalition <laughs> politics. Maybe it's not so much as U turn as much as drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. So, gentlemen, the Defense of Marriage Act was also absolutely smashed down. Uh, five to four, I believe it was in the. That is, that is a comprehensive beating 
it was smashed down because, well, to firstly say that it got rid of an act which was just ridiculous that gay people couldn't be. But essentially, the main two things there that they couldn't be told when their spouse had died in war was one that was being protected, <laughs> and another that they couldn't be told if they were in an emergency room because they weren't legally their spouse. And the rest of it was that they can't have the same tax rights. Yes. Which is unconstitutional. <clears throat> yeah. There's no, there's but, no, there wasn't even a need for this to get to the Supreme Court. Any American could say, yeah, that's unconstitutional. Now, I can't remember the guy's name, but he said that... Joseph Scalia was it the Supreme Court? One of the, I think it might have been him who said that he, he was dissenting. Yeah, he was dissenting, dissenting because he said that it was such a enshrined act in America that he couldn't possibly vote to change it. Yet thirty six hours before had voted to change two major acts um, to do with civil liberties and voting rights, which I presume would have been pretty well entrenched. Pretty well entrenched <laughs> yeah. from like I the sixties. Yeah. So. What he's saying there is, I do not like gay people. <laughs> to sum up everything. <laughs> yeah. And in closing, I don't like gays. Oh, he just had a Thank massive you. change of opinion of 36 hours. Yeah. He's like, wow, I really wish I should. Yeah, God. Those two votes were for big mistake. Yeah. Big yeah big, big, big the next time I get the chance to be a bigot, I mean, the next yeah. chance I get the chance to vote against this, yeah. I'm going to vote against it. But yeah, Defensive Marriage Act, to sum up what George Takai said, that everyone should feel a little bit sorry for the people who've lost out in this um, act being repealed because they've lost absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well done, Joe Stakai. The only guy who has ripped a school counsellor by calling him a douchebag. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> George Stakai is a boss, though. And um, to be fair, the whole thing about protests and everything um, is going to continue. And the Arab Spring... It's, it's still going. It's not well. really a boing anymore. Now no, it's just a. It is a slow and steady crawl towards chemical warfare. A blood-filled result, which will be someone but, coming back into power, someone getting probably beheaded in the street or something. But to tie together the two things we'd really talked about, America is sort of bickering over such small things when they could look at Brazil and Turkey and yeah. just realise that you know there are kind of bigger things at play here. And maybe learn something from them as well. Freedom of the press, which yeah. they seem to want to repeal now that Edward Snowden has revealed stuff they don't like. Yeah. Try to pretty much say uh, Glenn Greenold, who revealed all of it, should be you know tried as a traitor, etc. So get back to your core principles. And Brazil and Turkey, if you think you're having such a bad time, try being Syrian. <laughs> And this is the story about Texas uh, hypocrisy. There's a motion to order here. Sorry, sorry about what was I say? There comes a time in every man's life where they must hear the story of the Great Bridge. Now, this bridge was built in 1834, and it was constructed from a large iron polymer. Now, so, sorry, Ben, we've only got that, 11 no, that, left. That polymer, you see, was it, it was instrumental in the increase in American, uh, the war effort in the 90s. Sorry, Ben, Ben, we're in the UK. Filibusters um, don't count in the UK, the, Ben. The iron, you see, it was a special composite. Now, the chemical formula of that was called FE, but then they mixed this with tungsten. Now, I know what you're thinking, tungsten. <laughs> now, tungsten is interesting in itself here. Ben, we only have 11 hours to do this. What was I saying? Tungsten, yes. A member of Parliament for Bolton <laughs> Mustang now. <laughs> yes, I was tra- attempted to filibuster. Pretty successful, actually. I could probably get to <laughs> quite a lot. 
Can I finish this? Story? Yes, you can. Do. Um, the <laughs> governor of Texas, Rick Perry, grade cl- grade A arsehole, has called a special legislative session in an attempt to pass an anti-abortion law, which is also passed by grade A arseholes. Block when a Democratic senator, who is a grade A legend, undertook a marathon delaying speech. Um, senator Wendy Davis spoke for more than ten hours on Tuesday, blocking Republicans from banning abortion after twenty weeks of pregnancy. Uh, Republicans ran out of time when the legislative session ended at midnight. But don't worry, because they tried to... I swear this is true. They tried to go back into the hall to vote and change the time on the computer so they could actually say they got a vote through. (laughs) That's not dirty at all. Um, The bill, opposed by many Democrats and sensible people, uh, who hold the minority in the legislature in Texas, what a surprise, (laughs) (laughs) would also also require all pregnancy terminations to take place in especially equipped surgical centres, effectively closing most of the state's abortion clinics. So it would go down from 47 to 5, which would mean that they would have the same number of Wendy's just in one of cities in uh, Texas, and they would also have the same number of six parks, six flag parks for leisure than they would have abortion clinics. So we're going to discuss very quickly um, how we get Texas out of the 1800s, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, firstly, just in case anyone doesn't understand the story, in America it is actually possible, and what they call it is filibuster. And what that means is that when you don't like something that's trying to be voted on, you just talk until the parliamentary session ends. And the woman... To her credit, spoke amazingly for 10 hours. Straight, um, that is. She didn't even go to the toilet. Yeah. She didn't take any breaks. She talked for 10 hours. Just the, the rules on filibustering in Texas is you can't touch the podium. You can't stop for a toilet break. You can't at any point stop talking for more than four seconds because that counts as you finishing your point. You can't go off topic which she was voted as to go off topic three times, and if she'd have been caught out once more, she would have had to sat down. But the time that she went off topic was talking about medical care for post-abortions, they deemed as being off topic. (laughs) Talking about four sonograms, that was deemed as being off topic, (laughs) which is is most definitely not. The talking about alternatives, such as planned parenthood, that was deemed as being off topic. And she nearly got voted down for talking about the rights of women in abortion yeah. cases. It's damn women. But magnificently, she managed to filibuster it and blocked it by speaking for 10 hours until the session ended. So, I think it's well done. It, it is. Yeah, well done. No, well done. Yeah. The only problem, really, with it is is that she did something we all agree was right by doing something which systemically is just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it is. The fact that it, no wonder they get nothing done. You Their parliament is, or, you know, legislature. Legislature is that just was the worst pro- That was the worst pronunciation of legislature I've ever heard. You don't even have to actually filibuster in Congress or the Senate. You just say, I'm going to filibuster, and they'll just go, well, there's no point. Yeah. I would make someone filibuster, because yeah. if you look at half of the Republicans at Capitol Hill, they can't stand up for that long. They're fat and they're old. Yeah. They'll die, and then you'll have a by-election and you can get rid of them. <laughs> I know that's a really bad thing to say, but it's a very valid point. If none of them could actually do it. So just the views of Adam Haynes. Necessarily, no, actually, you have to say that. This the views of Adam Haynes necessarily reflect every single view of Twill. No, it doesn't. want to actually <laughs> say it. <laughs> uh, Is that good enough, Lawyer? He's nodding. He's nodding. Yeah. I think Texas should just secede, basically. 
Would anyone really miss it? It is big enough that it could probably support itself, just through, like, McDonald's. <sighs> Texas. No, it is. This is the perennial rustler of all things that are good and true. America is... America with Texas is... Texas is most definitely the perennial weed in that country. Yeah. Get with the times! And obviously this is the last episode of Series 5. Is it obvious? Well, it is now because I've just said it. Okay. And you're also going to make sure in the title it's the last episode of Series 5. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So we're going to just talk about some of the changes that are coming in in Series 6. Um, the show is going to be completely revamped and we've sold out to a corporate sponsor. You from Ronco. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, we're going to be talk- we're going to be basing the show around a few ideas uh, each week. So it's going to be less us telling you about the news, but also talking about an issue that's come up or talking about a general theme, uh, dropping news stories in. Uh, if you don't like that, then... You can get out! Well, I was going to say screw you, but all right. Or just keep listening. You don't like America. You'll get used to it. This series has changed a bit because we talk more about personal issues and so on, more about not just making jokes about the news, basically. It's going to be more in that direction. It's going to be more mature. There'll be more suit wearing. (laughs) Not that you'll be able to notice. (laughs) The level of employment between the three of us will uh, definitely not change. Looking at you, David. Hopefully that and quite neither of us will lose our job. <laughs> oh, I won't. I've got another job. But I've got three jobs, so I don't care. Well, no, you're going to be unemployed because you'll be going back to school. Being uh, a so. student doesn't count as being unemployed, though. Woo! But you won't have a job. I mean, but you're not unemployed, technically. <sighs> We're getting off topic semantics. anyway. About yeah. semantics so, uh, basically, the next series will have those chain- changes coming into force. If you want to email us with any topics you'd like to be looked at, um, then we will consider them. If they're good, we'll use them and won't credit you. And if they're rubbish, then we'll say that you suggested it and we won't use it. And then we'll laugh at you, insult you for trying to add any value to this podcast for free. We'll also put you up on a notice board and play darts. We're all terrible at darts as well, so you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> um, essentially, things are going to change, but we're all in this together. Um Shiny face. We will definitely not be balancing the books on the backs of the poor. Definitely not. And the budget deficit will come down by 2015. Uh, it's also going to be produced by George Osborne. So if you, if you notice any change in like political slant, that might be the reason. We are going to start U-turning every week. So we're going to hold one view that abortion is bad one week, then the next it will be good, and then we'll go back again and so on. And eventually we'll get to that many U-turns that we'll be recording the podcast facing the wrong way, so it might get a little bit quiet. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to add about what we're going to do next series? Basically, just keep posted, and please do get in touch with things that you want to hear about. We are going to be starting a blog, and we committed to that, even including David Fisher, well, the magnificent David Fisher. Our media us, manager. The least organised man in history. Yes, will show us some of his fantastic English talents by writing beautiful blogs. Leslie the Judge, Yes. <laughs> That's speaking, not writing. You need to lean English. Yes. You do need to lean English. I'm leaning. I'm leaning. So that's been the best ever episode of This Week in Lies, hosted by Adam Haynes. Massively um, debatable. It's being recorded on a phone. 
Just for just in case anyone hasn't realised, it's been recording on an iPhone. This is how bad it's got. I'm going to beat him to death with his own shoes. And you're a member of a party that wants your people destroyed. <laughs> Pipe down. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address. <laughs> that. That's so niche that no one will ever get it. So you have to work out what party wanted what destroyed and you'll work out what two I've got a history out. degree as well. That's a good hint. Uh, anyway, um, so the funny. email address is thisweekinlies at outlook.com. Damn Outlook. Uh, we Twitter. do curse Outlook quite a lot on this show. To be fair though, it's actually quite, it's a lot easier to use than Hotmail. I actually don't like it. I think it's a lot slower. Nah, I think it, it takes forever to load anything. I'm not going to lie. I'm just looking for an investment from Microsoft. <laughs> Outlook is by far the best web platform browser that there is. and uh, Windows Explorer. Yeah. Internet Explorer. Windows Internet Explorer is by far superior to all the others. And, and downloading I better browsers. Not, I have not been paid at all to say that. Ben, when is he going to take the gun away from your head? At all. Anyway, Ben's been shot. Um, Jesus, he is actually dead. <laughs> Again, he's not already dead. I'm here via a seance. I'm here via a ghost seance. Well, thanks very much for listening throughout Series 5 and for going back and listening to Series 4, 3, 2 and 1. Uh, as we've seen from the downloads, for some strange reason, everyone loves Series 3. He wasn't that good. Which was that one we did on Skype? Yeah. Which yeah. is by far the worst series for production quality, and that's coming from the series. The one where I make a serious legal slur against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. No, you made a serious slur against Bernardo's. Bernardo's. <laughs> they, they, do, they, do, they do sell crystal meth to kids. Never forget. That was Adam Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks very much for listening. Uh, it's goodbye from me, Adam Haynes. Goodbye from Benjamin. Goodbye. Goodbye from David Fisher. Goodbye. Civies later. This Week in Lies was sponsored by Prism. Because you thought that Amazon order was mighty discreet. <sighs> oh, God. See what he bought. See what he bought.